Welcome to Sharing Love and Loss with Robin Alexis. I am your host, Robin Alexis. And as a mother who birthed two sets of twins and then buried one from each set, I am very familiar with the shock of experiencing loss. Loss can present itself in many ways. It can be the loss of a baby, person, beloved pet, health, career, and more. But we all have to learn how to deal with loss. So how do each of us in our own unique ways cope with loss? This show is an opportunity for our guests to share with us the experience of what they lost and how they coped through it. If you would like to be a guest on Sharing Love and Loss, please email me, your host, Robin Alexis, at spiritladyrobin at gmail.com. That's spiritladyrobin at gmail.com. And to feel more safe contacting me about your personal story of love and loss, please learn more about me, your host, Robin Alexis. Visit my website, robinalexis.com. We'll be right back. crave freedom with joy in your life? Have you ever wished for a life of ease in your mind, body, and soul? Giving and receiving love, Joy Air is a certified emotion code and body code practitioner, and she's accepting new clients now. Call her at 360-582-6595 to find out more about her work and to schedule your appointment. Experience freedom with joy. Call her at 360 582-6595 now. She is amazing. This is Robin Alexis, and I am very, very excited to share with you my new book, Raising Humanity, Why We All Must Remember. It's a book about choosing love. There's 21 inspiring stories by different authors, including myself. The book can be found at Amazon.com. That's Raising Humanity, Why We All Must Remember. Join Mystic Radio for Past Lives, People, and Pets every Wednesday at 12 noon on KKNW 1150 AM. Every Wednesday, you can call into Mystic Radio for a past life reading or a spiritual healing for you and your pets. Robert Alexis is an exceptionally talented intuitive who's identified hundreds of people's past lives. Nels Rasmussen is a renowned spiritual energy balancer who is adept at remote healing for you and your pets. Join us Wednesdays at 12 noon for Mystic Radio on KKNW, 1150 AM. Welcome to Sharing Love and Loss with Robin Alexis. I am your guest host, CJ O'Bray. Before I welcome our courageous guest today, I would like to thank our producer, Eric Ryder, and our sponsor, Joy Air of Freedom with Joy. They make it possible for this show to introduce you to our guest today, Barbara Bruce. Barbara Bruce is a career journalist working over many years as an investigative reporter, video news anchor, newspaper columnist, radio and television talk show host, and in the near future, a podcaster. She freelances now and takes on projects that have great meaning to her. During Barbara's life, she has also experienced intense personal losses and found a path through the darkness that brings her life purpose and joy. Barbara, thank you for being willing to share your story with us. Welcome. 
Thank you so much. It's great to be with you today. It's a delight to have you here. Barbara, where would you like to start your story? Well, I think I would first like to start it uh, about my relationship with my husband. I got married in 1980 to uh, Sam Mitchell Bruce Sr. And our relationship was funny. I've always been a risk taker and uh, he had visited my neighbors. I lived in a duplex at the time and he kept asking me out, but I was in a relationship. And the long and short of it is, finally I broke off the relationship I was in and he just happened to call at the right time. And in those days there was no internet and we did not have cell phones and my neighbors just happened to be on vacation. And after he called and asked me out and I agreed, I decided that I didn't wanna go. No way to contact him, not any way. I called everybody that I knew. You only had the phone book and information for one one in those days. So anyway, as it turned out, I had to go. And I went, had a great time. And after a week of going out, uh, he said, what are you doing next Friday? And I said, well, I said, what do you have in mind? And he said, I thought we'd go to the courthouse and get married. And I said, okay, what time? Well, we did. And that impulsive act turned out to be great. And uh, we were married for 11 years. Unfortunately, we had had, well, fortunately, I would say we had a wonderful Labor Day weekend in 1991. And the next day we were getting ready to go to work. And he said, tonight we are going to plan our vacation. We had so much fun. I said, great. Well, you know, the best laid plans. I went to work that day and about two o'clock somewhere in that area, I got a call from his work and he had had a heart attack and was on the way to the hospital. I am normally your go-to girl when there is tragedy, there is a crisis. I am Johnny on the spot. Not that day. I couldn't drive. I had someone drive me over there and I got there and they were working on him at the hospital, but I really felt like he was gone. And that was the end of Sam. We were married for 11 years. He had three children. He was the most fun person. I'm pretty serious. And he was so much fun. He balanced my life. You know, we always think that we need to find someone that's just like us in a relationship. Not so. I think that you need somebody that's opposite of you, in my opinion, because then you learn so much from that person. You have something to share. Everybody loved Sam. He was one of these people that he did things for everybody. He was always there. Somebody's car broke down. My family loved him. It was a good relationship and it was a good thing I didn't miss the dance. But after he died, I felt numb. I was totally numb. I don't think I really knew what to do. And I can remember turning on the TV at night and MASH was the only thing that was on. I must have seen every episode over and over again. And it was just numbing myself. And he had died on a Tuesday. I had the memorial on Thursday. And then I went back to my job of three weeks on the following Monday. It was too soon, but it was also my drug of choice. Work became my drug of choice. And so I went through the motion of life for about nine months. And finally, about nine months later, I just fell apart. I didn't know what was wrong with me. It, it's like living in a fog. 
Plus, I was a young widow. And unfortunately, when you're a young widow, you don't have anyone to relate to. So I just happened to see a bulletin that said that there was going to be a grief therapy session at Sacred Heart Convent in Colburn, Alabama. So I signed up for it four days. And if anyone has ever uh, gone to a Catholic church or been brought up Catholic, you know that the nuns are very strict. So we agreed to do all these things for four days. And it was an intense experience. I didn't want to be there, but I knew that I needed to be there. And they had us go out under a tree. We were in groups. You didn't talk while you were inside unless you raised your hand. You had a lot of rules that you had to go by. And it was just an intense experience. But when they said we had to write a letter to our spouse, that was something I did not want to do. And I can tell you, I sat under a tree. It was the most beautiful campus that you've ever seen. And I sat under an oak tree trying to get words, but also fighting it. Finally, when I opened the floodgates, it all came out and I just wrote and wrote. And then we all shared that experience changed my life because then I could move forward. But it took me nine months to get to that point. And I can tell you, I don't recommend anybody waiting. You need to grieve when it's time to grieve. And maybe that was the time for me. But nonetheless, it made it very hard. I know that numbing is uh, something that most people experience because I've talked to a lot of people about that. And as I reflect back on that, I remember my mother was an avid reader and she talked about different books that she really, really loved. But one of them was by Judith Vorse and it was called Necessary Losses. And of course, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, And as I look back, I wish I had read that book at that time because it tells you that every loss has something meaningful that you gain from it. And you might think, what can you learn from losing a spouse, you know, at a young age? He was only 46 and I was 43 at the time. And I learned that you need to share the experience because there are other people out there that are also grieving. They think that what they're going through is wrong. And at the time they said, or most psychologists that I read said that there are seven steps to grief and you don't necessarily go through them at the same time, not in the same order. But since then I've read that there's only five stages, but I think I went through all seven of them. And you don't know if it's the right time or not. You wonder if you're doing it right. But what's nice is later on that experience, when you can share it with someone else, it can help them not have to go through what you went through or at least understand it and feel like they're not alone. That's so important. Yes. The, the feeling of being alone when you're going through something very, very difficult is possibly the hardest for the, for most people. And one thing you're very good at is sharing real time what you're going through and and being able to cast that into some kind of meaningful interpretation that i'm i'm thinking must help you but also helps other people who who are in your orbit and that was one reason that i wanted to be able to interview you today is just become a little more familiar with the way you see the world and how you 
how you're able to continue to function even when you're when you're suffering um let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and you can tell us more about how you went from where you were to where you are now thank you crave freedom with joy in your life? Have you ever wished for a life of ease in your mind, body, and soul? Giving and receiving love, Joy Air is a certified emotion code and body code practitioner, and she's accepting new clients now. Call her at 360-582-6595 to find out more about her work and to schedule your appointment. Experience freedom with joy. Call her at 360 360- 582-6595 now. She is amazing. This is Robin Alexis, and I am very, very excited to share with you my new book, Raising Humanity, Why We All Must Remember. It's a book about choosing love. There's 21 inspiring stories by different authors, including myself. The book can be found at Amazon.com. That's Raising Humanity, Why We All Must Remember. Join Mystic Radio for Past Lives, People, and Pets every Wednesday at 12 noon on KKNW 1150 AM. Every Wednesday, you can call into Mystic Radio for a past life reading or a spiritual healing for you and your pets. Robert Alexis is an exceptionally talented intuitive who's identified hundreds of people's past lives. Nels Rasmussen is a renowned spiritual energy balancer who is adept at remote healing for you and your pets. Join us Wednesdays at 12 noon for Mystic Radio on KKNW 1150 AM. Welcome back to Sharing Love and Loss with Robin Alexis. I am your guest host, CJ Obrey. We're speaking today with journalist Barbara Bruce. Barbara, tell us a little bit more about your story. Hi. When I lost my husband, uh, you know, it just turns your world upside down. And now it's 42 years. In fact, I this opportunity to share the story on this podcast really put it to the forefront for me because December 5th was my anniversary. It was when Sam and I got married in 1980. And when I wrote about it, in fact, that was the catalyst, as I I said. When I wrote about it on Facebook on December 5th, so many people were interested in the story because they didn't know that about me. And I thought, I'm an open book. I pretty much have shared my story and don't have any secrets. But it brought it all back. And I wrote that it was 31 years and somebody wrote me later and they said, that was 42 years ago. And I thought, well, no wonder when you uh, have tears in your eyes, as things come back to your memory, it kind of clouds the math (laughs) because I subtracted wrong. And I said, it is 42 years. That's a long time. And not every December 5th did I experience great emotion, but some years, it's just been very much in front of me. This was one of those years. And I thought about how lucky I was. I, you know, 
as I said, hindsight is twenty twenty, and you look back and you are living in the moment, so you don't really see what's going on. And when I look back and I think how wonderful it was that I had somebody that genuinely loved me, supported me, and was the wind beneath my wings, you know, you experience gratitude. You look at things differently. And I'll be 75 in March, so I'm looking back at life. And I, I want to think about the things that I've done and the opportunities I've had and wondered how all these things happened and I get to be at this age. And of course, you know, this show being about loss, I look around and the obituary page, which I never read before, you're looking now because you see people that are younger than you going. So you take those experiences of the past, like the loss of my husband, and you see the benefits, the growth that you were given. And I think that it's a, it's a great time to look back. But this year, it seems more important to me than ever because I realized that not everybody experiences love and how lucky I was to have had those 11 years with Sam. Oh, yes. But I think your focus on gratitude is, is something that has caught my attention and helped me to appreciate the lessons and growth as you were saying, um, because it's so easy when you experience a deep loss to to fall into a sort of woe is me mindset. And you don't do that. I mean, maybe, at least not publicly. Um, you are able to find that light in the dark and and work with it to make the light grow. And I'm thinking specifically of your experience with your dog, your beloved doggy llama, and how brutal that experience was in so many ways. And yet, tell tell our listeners about the doggy llama and what happened with him. It, it, it's a beautiful story, even though it's full of pain. Definitely full of pain. Brings tears to my eyes right now. You can hear my voice cracking. Uh, and... April of 21, this big, at the time, 178 pound dog started limping. And uh, as it turned out, when I had him examined, they told me to put him to sleep. And I just felt like there was something I could do. I'm not a quitter and I'm a dog lover. Uh, and he was not the first that I decided that I had to save. So he was six years old and I, took him or finally got him into the veterinary neuro center in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm in a rural area, so there's not a lot of help, but we did have a doctor uh, who is on Nat Geo. He also is uh, Bear Arizona's vet and very popular in the area. He is a can-do fella, and so I got him in over to uh, Dr. Oley. And he helped me get him into the veterinary neurocenter. And luckily, it was a, a positive thing. He had surgery, he had a herniated disc, and he walked the next day. After nearly a month of trying to get in and having to help him maneuver because he wasn't doing well, but he didn't, he didn't seem to have pain. You know, dogs don't let you know that they have pain unless it's excruciating. 
the herniated disc is not good. But anyway, he did walk after that and we had a lot of progress, but he couldn't get off the prednisone. And each day I would walk him because we could walk. It was a long process. And eight months later, I thought we had made tremendous strides and I didn't expect anything to go wrong. He went down on a Sunday in late January of this year and it was a, a terrible experience. I have a boot where he bit through my, my big steel-toed boot because he was in such pain. And we'd, we'd just been for a walk. Everything was fine. At any rate, uh, I couldn't get anyone because it was a Sunday. Couldn't get anybody to help. Finally, uh, one of the technicians from Dr. Oli's office came over, and we were able to get him some medicine. But that night, I couldn't bring him in. I couldn't move him. And... Uh, I laid by the sliding glass door with my hand out the door on him, just putting my hand on him. And I didn't know what to do, trying to get somebody to help me. But the next day, a vet came over from uh, another town, and he said, this dog needs to get to the neuro center. So I was able to get him in because they were already familiar with him. And he had surgery. I had no doubt that he was going to do well because he was a fighter. He was a, a sentry, a Tibetan master, a mastiff is a sentry. They want to guard the neighborhood. They want to guard everybody. And he loved everybody because from the time he was just nine weeks old, when I got him, I socialized him. In fact, I know I walked him everywhere because it says you need to make sure that those dogs are socialized. So everywhere I would take him, I'd say, this is the doggy llama. Would you like to meet him? And of course, people got to the point that they would see me coming and they, I know they thought, oh no, here comes that lady again. But he loved everybody. He loved cats, birds, squirrels, everything he came in contact with. So he had the surgery. The vet called me and told me it was a success and showed me the matter that they took out from another disc. And so I was very hopeful. The next day, however, he did not walk. He could not raise his head. He couldn't wag his tail. He just, it, it didn't seem a success to me, though they called it a success. I left him there the whole week and finally went to get him. And when he saw me, they hoped that he would wag his tail. Unfortunately, he did not. And we scheduled another MRI and it revealed that he had a bruised spine. And often, the spine gets bruised when they do that surgery. It's a real difficult surgery. And so I brought him home. It took the fire department, you know, to lift him and get him in for me because he was so much bigger. And he had been on pregnancy so long, he was over 200 pounds. So I had everything set out for him at home. Luckily, a technician had called uh, a company that did hydraulic lifts and they used to do them for dogs, but only people these days. So she says, this lady cannot lift this dog. You have got to put parts together. Surely you can do that. Well, they did. And for $500 a month, I got to rent that thing. And I had to wow. get him in there every single day, wrap him in Velcro, lift him up, and walk him up and down the hall. Because that's the only way he could make it. He had to learn to walk again. The spine has no memory. This is a dog that produced five pounds, excuse me, five liters of urine per day. Uh, he had to be cleaned up. He had to be flipped over. He got bed sores. I had to have somebody shave him. And 
it was a long, long, laborious process. And I was working full time so that I could pay for all of this because the surgery alone was very expensive and I didn't have pet insurance. But it was a labor of love. And finally, on May the 3rd, he let me know that morning that that was it. He did not want to do this anymore. And it, it wasn't a hard decision. I just knew that it was time. He let me know. You know your pet. If you really know your pet, you know what they're saying to you. Everything fell in place that day. People came over. They uh, said, on Woodland, which is a, a, a crematory. They picked him up after the another local vet came over and uh, did the final shot. It was a beautiful day of transition. But just like I did with my husband, I numbed myself. I was right back to work. You know, I did what I had to do. And then all of a sudden, I wondered, was I going to grieve? What was wrong with me that I couldn't grieve? Tears came occasionally, but that was it. But anyway, the big story uh, I had posted on Facebook pretty much every day or every few days as I could. It became a blog for me and over oh, just hundreds of people prayed for Doggy Lama. Hundreds of people checked on him, wanted to know how he was doing. And I couldn't believe that, you know, that this dog had to leave. But as I look back, I have to tell you, there was a book way back when that I had won at some kind of event, and it was, no, it not necessary losses, excuse me. It was Sacred Contracts by Caroline Miss. Many of the mm. listeners may be familiar with her. Amazing person. And I hated that book. I didn't like what she said. But all of a sudden, it came to me after his passing. And these sacred contracts, she says that, we make these contracts with God before we come here and that we have to live out these things. You know, everything happens as it's supposed to. Well, let me tell you, I learned many lessons from the Dalai Lama. I learned to be a better person because of him. It was an honor to be able to clean up after him because the purest love comes from an animal. And uh, it's funny I love Indian medicine cards. I really gravitate towards the Native American thinking. And they believe that animals teach you something. And as I looked at those Indian medicine cards that I had spread years ago to find out what my totem was, I found out that dog, and I didn't remember it, but as I looked back, dog is my totem. Dogs are about loyalty. And it was so wonderful that I got to experience that with the doggy llama. He wasn't the first, but taking care of a dog that long, day and night, not having much sleep. It was just pure love on my part as well. And as I look back now, I am grateful that I had the opportunity. I have missed him. It's now uh, December 3rd. It was seven months. And I've just now begun to not go through the house every day and say, doggy llama, doggy llama, where are you? Where are you? And even though I've got his ashes, you know, they're, they're not here. But I'm thinking with the holidays here and so forth, I think about the lessons that I learned from him while I cared for him. And I think about how people, you know, people, a grown person that same size, somebody's taking care of them. 
and you want to have somebody that loves you take care of you. It changes the way that you view your own situation at nearly three quarters of a century that I'm, I'm facing. You know, would someone take care of me that way? Would somebody love me that much? Would somebody go through all of that lack of sleep and so forth? It is actually a privilege to be able to do that for an animal or a person. That's beautiful. You're you're so right. And we are so grateful to you for sharing your story with us. Is there one last quick piece of wisdom you would like to share with our listeners? Yes, there is. And thank you for asking that. I learned a long time ago, and I don't know who exactly did this study, but there are 38 toxins in a tear of sadness and only one toxin in a tear of joy. That means that we need to cry. We have tear ducts. Men and women have tear drugs. It's okay for men to cry too, but you need to cry. It takes those toxins out of your body. And so I have given myself permission to cry and I hope that Anyone going through extreme loss will not suck those tears back up, that they will sit and allow themselves the time to cry. Because not only are you healing mentally, but you're healing physically when those tears start to flow. That's beautiful. Thank you. You Thank have a you. website. What is the address for your website for listeners who want to learn more about you? Thank you. It's barbarabruce.com. But I also would like to invite people to check out a website I have called The Believe Show. At one time, I did a radio talk show called Believe, the White Mountain talk show destined to empower you to believe you can do anything you set your mind to if you just believe. And I am morphing that into a podcast, and I will change the name to Living Out Loud because there's a lot of people out there that are not just breathing and calling it life, but are truly living out loud. And I want to share their stories. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you. We Thank will you post so much. Your, we'll post your contact information in the show notes and look forward to speaking with you again in the future. Thank you so much. I appreciate this opportunity and I wish everybody a happy holiday season because sometimes it doesn't feel so happy when you have loss, but it's the reason for the season is Jesus. He was homeless and look what happened. Uh, we all benefit today because of what happened with the Christ child. Oh, thank you for that. The previous program, Sharing Love and Loss with Robin Alexis, was produced by Eric Ryder and was brought to you by freedom with joy. I do invite you to subscribe to Sharing Love and Loss with Robin Alexis wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.